0: Welcome to the second episode of Bearded Weird, brought to you by MonsterRocketMedia.com. I am your host, DC, and to my right, I have Taltos. How's it going? And then we have Trailer. What's going on, guys? And new to this episode, doesn't have a beard, but we let him in anyway, is Jay. Good morning, Earthlings. And Sheed, through the magic of the internet, via Skype, is with us as well. What's up, Sheed? fellas? What's going on? All right, just let everybody know the second episode. This is going to be a summer episode. We're going to talk about summer movies, summer concerts, and of course, we're going to cover GTA as usual. And I had a little personal experience with Resident Evil 7 on VR. Managed to not piss my pants, but we'll talk about that. And also, we want to discuss our favorite concerts, our worst concerts, and the best concert we've seen so far in our life. So I think with this one, uh, we're going to start with the summer movies. And uh, just right off the bat, before I even get into like, the months and what's coming out, is there any movie right now that you guys are like super excited about seeing? If you want to talk about that.
1: I'll go ahead and jump in. <clears throat> I am an avid Stephen King fan and a huge fan of the Dark Tower series. And I honestly thought I would never see it happen. I know I'm setting the bar way too high for it that I could end up walking out full of disappointment. But with that said, I don't think I have looked forward to a movie more than The Dark Tower that's coming out on August 4th.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This has the potential to be, I mean, it's one of the best you know book series ever written. And so it has the potential to be just an awesome experience or a letdown. And I, I have a feeling they're going to do it right, but you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm super
3: psyched about it as well. And I'm sure uh, Matthew McConaughey will, uh, you know, add something to the mix of, you know, the old spin on the story. So yeah. I was looking a bit into it, and uh, just recently he's been so versatile with everything he does, with you know, his you know, parts over the years. So. I'm,
1: I'm hoping that that's the case, because you, you see the strength of the actors, so you think it's going to be good. But with that said, the last few movies that they've done Stephen King-wise, um, like 1408 was decent. And then you see, oh, it's got John Cusack, Samuel L. Jackson, not their best performances. And then you look at, they did one like straight to Redbox that was a sell, which was an awesome book. Yeah, it was a great book. And yeah. my God, it was absolutely god awful, and it was a combination of Samuel L. Jackson and John Cusack again. Right. So I'm, I'm just hoping that it's not just a they. These guys took the money knowing it's not going to be. A good movie. I'm hoping that it's good actors in a good movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the running joke for a cell for me was they literally phoned in the movie about phones. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they almost weren't even trying, it felt like.
4: Yeah.
0: Sheed, how about you? Is there one that stands out this summer that you really want to see?
4: Nope. Nope. Not really. All right. I'm not a big movie, movie guy. I get out occasionally with the family if they want to see something, but, you know.
0: Those family films. I'll wait films. for it to
4: hit red box.
0: The comfort of your own home.
4: You got
0: it. All right, we're going to start with the month of May here. First one that pops up is Baywatch. Give a fuck, no fucks given. No fucks from me. No, nah, no. Sorry. <laughs> I mean I mean
3: it it doesn't look too awful. I mean uh Zac that's, Efron That's
0: not really that great though, but it's not too awful. <laughs>
3: hey, I mean, I'm trying to give it some credit. You guys are just throwing in the i am in love with
1: Alexandria Daddario. So I'm in love with the Raw first. If I one. was to be watching that movie, it would be for her.
3: Yeah. I've gained respect for uh, Dwayne Johnson and Zach Efron in a lot of the uh, more recent films that they've had, so I'm I can't be too disappointed. That's true cuz the
2: what was that the um One where he was like the frat boy. Neighbors. 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 Like he actually. Great movie. Like he has comedy chops. When you saw that, I was was actually impressed.
1: Yeah. I like that. uh, What was it? Bad Grandpa? (laughs) never saw that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. It's called Bad Grandpa. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: We watched Nick and Dave need wedding dates last night with Zach Efron and uh, the dude from Pitch Perfect or whatever his name is. He's on. um, Fuck that show on Comedy Central. Is
1: it the dude on the commercial that gets like his chest waxed? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That dude.
0: I kind of not like I don't really like him, but he was pretty funny in this movie. And that was that was pretty funny. It was pretty raunchy. Um Sheed, what do you think about Baywatch? Who's in it? Thanks for doing your research. Um I'm joking, dude. Um The Rock and Zach Efron.
4: Man, I don't want to hear about the dudes. What about the ladies?
0: <laughs> I don't really. Oh, I know Pamela Anderson does it. Oh, and then the Huffs in it too. Well, I'm I sure. just
1: said Alexandra Daddario. Did you guys not listen? <laughs> I was. <laughs> listening. She's I that beautiful know. daughter that is in uh, San Andreas.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Black hair, blue eyed. My God. She. She was the best part of that movie too. Yeah. Oh my God, that was a ridiculous
4: like, movie. <laughs> look, my take is if it's anything like the uh, the original. I might tune in for an episode
5: or two. And, you know, <laughs> see Red how
0: boxing. it is. All right, let's move on to Pirates of the Caribbean. Fucking seventeen or something—I <laughs> don't know what it is. Give a fuck? No fucks given.
3: No fucks over here.
1: Yeah, no, same here. My kids are too old to care about it anymore.
2: I have still not seen a single Pirates movie, so wow. I don't.
0: I mean, I'm not no, okay. I mean that's not a bad thing necessarily. Yeah.
3: No, I thought the first, at least two, were very good. Um, I didn't mind the first three
0: it's just I don't know there's just so much going on all the time it's like I don't want to pay that much attention it's just pirate overkill at this point Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean overkill the four like sucked I thought it was horrible they tried to change it up add new characters and just didn't work and and
2: again you know I I can't say that I'm 100% right obviously because I haven't seen any of them but from the trailers and the stuff like that that I've seen it seemed like right around the third movie it basically just became let Johnny Depp act weird Yep. And then we'll try to throw special effects in Wasn't that another yeah, fucking you know? movie
3: he's in? <laughs> I mean, because they got rid of Kier Knightley They got rid of Orlando Bloom But
0: they're coming back for this one, supposedly Oh, are they? Yeah, I oh. think it's uh, the original cast How about you, shee? Did you see any of those?
4: Yeah, I saw, uh, I think, all of them
0: Oh, okay, cool Did you like them?
4: Yeah, yeah they're alright You know, but that's another You know, another thing uh, I can wait for I don't need to see it Yeah
1: all right, what we got next?
0: We have King Arthur starring Jax from Sons of Anarchy, directed by Guy <laughs> Ritchie. What do you guys think about that? Have you seen previews for that?
1: I have. Um, no, I haven't. PG-13 scares me away from it, where it's going to probably be corny, not necessarily a great movie.
0: Because Guy Ritchie movies, are they can be goofy. Mm-hmm.
3: Cool, but goofy. Kind of expecting that, you know, the kind of corny aspect of it, but it does look cool. Jude Law is cool, and... You know, yeah as a bad guy yeah I, I don't know the actor's name but you know the main guy yeah. yeah oh he's awesome yeah, yeah he's i got a cool.
0: romance with that guy
3: oh yeah he's a very good actor
2: yeah. uh yeah i'm kind of expecting it to, to be like a like the sherlock holmes but with king arthur yeah you know same like kind of that style. kind of where some of it's like really cool some of it's kind of hokey but is it know. the same director yeah guy yeah. Ritchie. Ritchie. Yeah. oh okay yeah. very nice okay yeah
5: yeah,
0: yeah he's, I didn't he's realize a that. He's kind of an eccentric director. He's got a definite style. Yeah, yeah. that's Either for you sure. like it or you don't? You know, because
2: even Snatch, which I think is it's one of my favorite movies of all times, but there are little stretches in there where you're like, "What the hell is he doing?" Yeah, you have no idea <laughs> you what's going on. like what and is
0: happening? And sometimes well, you can't don't want a Caravan without P- any fucking P- wheels. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Brad Pitt is amazing in that movie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. he
2: was the best, the best in that movie. He's he good.
0: In even if things. you couldn't hear a word he was saying, I know. I so, understand. You know, the funny thing is if you put that movie
1: on subtitles. Every time Brad Pitt pot talks, it's a fucking question mark in the subtitles. It doesn't even tell you what he says. Yeah, really? It's just a question mark when he talks. That's huh, I yeah. right.
2: <laughs> even so, the even, subtitles are no help.
0: Even
1: the subtitles, the guys threw their hands up like, I don't fucking know what he's saying. <laughs> exactly.
0: You guys figured it out. Yeah. All right. Last but not least in May, which I'm fucking pumped about seeing, is Alien Covenant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think finally I Rid- Ridley Scott's... G- oh, it's... um, Shit, what is this? Number five? No? Four... It's like five in this series. Are you counting Alien versus Predator? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. I did kind of enjoy that movie. The second one was fucking horrible. But yeah. Um, yeah, the
2: first one was kind of a guilty pleasure. Like, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was
0: <laughs> it was cool to see them fighting. But this one, it looks like Ridley Scott is finally heading back toward the actual aliens themselves, the xenop you know xenobites is that what they're called? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it'll be good. What do you guys think about that? Any opinions?
1: Uh, uh, I think it'll be fun to watch. I'm kind of like Sheed myself. I'm not a big go to the movies. I don't, I don't work in the career field where I can pump seventy dollars every other weekend yeah. to go see a new movie. Exactly. But but yes, I am looking forward to HBO or Redbox and that. You know, turn all the lights off, turn the volume all the way up, and just enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll probably definitely get it when it comes out on Blu-ray.
3: Yeah. It's pretty interesting that Danny McBride is in it, and that should be a nice little comic relief twist. Yeah, the, the I was wondering if he's going to be yeah.
0: try to play it serious or do comedy. Yeah, I was wondering.
3: Yeah, I don't know. He might do like a John C. Riley thing when he's you know in some serious acts, yeah. and he still yeah. kind of plays the. comic He can relief. pull that off too.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, we're heading into June, and the first one that pops up is Despicable Me Three. I, I personally, I like the first one, but. I never see another fucking minion. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? Fuck. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. That summer, that movie was out last summer, I think. If they're on fucking M&Ms or on fucking Pop-Tarts, they're like up my ass all the time, and I'm just like, nope. What about you, Sheed? Your kids like those movies?
4: Nah, not really. I've seen uh, I've seen one of them now.
0: My favorite line is when he goes. I said a dart gun, not a fart gun. <laughs> That's my fucking favorite from this movie. And then we have The Mummy, starring Mr. Tom Cruise. Uh,
1: I, I don't know anything about this one. Is it in the same universe as all the shitty Brendan Fraser ones, or is it a whole yeah. new start?
0: You can't say Brendan Fraser without saying shitty in front of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, it's in the same... I mean,
0: technically, it's a reboot for it, but it's going to be in the same vein, you know, same type, where they're hunting down the mummy, blah, blah, blah. But this looks like it's more... I mean, it's going to be set in modern times. And so, you remember those guys, uh, the Watchers, or whatever they were called, that rode the horses and had the tattoos? They're doing a modern spin on those, and that's like a secret, like, you know, group, and they have all kinds of weapons, like black ops type shit. Hmm. But, yeah, I
1: have no interest in seeing this movie, to be honest. When I saw it, I was intrigued... Just because, I mean, you could make a pretty badass movie using a mummy-type theme, but the whole late 90s, early 2000s, they fucking wrecked it doing all the other mummy movies. And so I see it, and it's immediate eye roll. Yeah, You know, I'm not interested.
2: Like,
0: again? What the fuck? Mm -hmm.
2: And, you know, I get that he's like the biggest box office draw and all that stuff, but I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan. Is he the only one in it,
1: or... I swear I saw like Russell Crowe or another Russell, Russell is okay. It, isn't it? He's yeah. the head of that group. That, that makes faction. you wonder: Is it? Are they going to be able to fix it? Yeah,
2: Light and it, it looks like they're trying. They're going to try to make it a little more like horror and a little less action. It looks like a little bit, yeah. Like it, make it a little bit scarier, which is kind of intriguing. But mm-hmm. again, and, I'm just I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan.
0: And for him to be in that type of movie, which he really doesn't do, he's usually straight action. Yeah, it's kind of a different genre yeah. for him. I mean, I like Tom Cruise. I personally, I think he's a fucking wacko, but his movies, I think are the cool. last—I've
1: like, liked the last couple. The one where he like keeps re-dying and coming back—that one was fun. You know, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and dying, coming back. What are you talking about? Uh, what was it called? Where he he had to like accomplish something and oh it, yeah 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 um, then, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. Live,
0: live, die, repeat, or whatever that. Was yeah, called.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um.
0: I I'd, I'd liked Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher movies. I liked the, the book. I was a movies. big fan of the book, so I was yeah, surprised well,
1: was that the they role? had him in the movie. Because the Jack Reacher character in the books is like, you know, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah. like a huge dude. Yeah. And then you have Tom
3: Cruise playing it in the movie. Well, I never saw any of those movies, but I always assumed that Jack Reacher was kind of like Tom Cruise playing the same character as he does, you know, in Mission Impossible. Right. But I didn't yeah. know if, like, I'm like, Jack Reacher, that just sounds... You if know. you haven't read them,
1: read the books. They're good. Really. Okay. Okay. A buddy of mine, Josh, is the one who introduced me to them, and, and they were really good. I'm glad he did that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out now. I like them.
0: What about you? Shes you seen any of those?
4: Yeah. Jack Reacher was the shit, man. Yeah. I liked it a lot, too. <laughs> I like too. Tom Cruise. He's a- He's a, he's a good actor.
0: Ice cream no truck going by?
4: <laughs> I don't know about this mummy thing, though. No. i got to uh, see some previews.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I might see it when it pops up on... like, Well, I don't want to talk about that because that's illegal. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing was said. Nothing. We hear nothing. We'll edit that out in post. Okay, and then we have Wonder Woman. And personally, I am psyched to see this movie. I know not everybody liked Batman v Superman, I personally love it. I thought fucking Ben Affleck was one of the best Batmans. And I know you don't agree with me, sheet on that. But I I think he was just the dark, gritty, fucking kick-your-ass, intimidating Batman that Batman should be. Or the Batman that I like. Because I like the darker, gritty Batman. Superman was well, Superman, whatever. But I think Wonder Woman was amazing. When she popped up, blocked that fucking thing, then almost killed Batman. And then her music starts. Whatever. Yeah. I I got a little bit of a chub. I have I'm to with
2: you because, you know, I've, I've been a comic book fan forever. And I was one of the people that I've really liked Wonder Woman, even like f- as a kid, you know, like Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, like the core. The Trinity of the core comic book heroes. And so, you know, that TV show, which I know, you know, brought her into the limelight, but was just so kooky and cheesy. I it. I you know, watched it. I watched it when I was a kid. And, you know, now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, my God, what was I wasting my time on? So I'm I'm actually excited about someone doing it right. And the previews look like they're doing it right. They're spending the time, the Finally. money, the
3: effort to actually make it legit. I haven't seen any of the previews. Who's playing like the actual yeah. Wonder Woman?
0: Gal Gadot from uh, Fast and Furious. Oh. Really? I mean, okay. she's not really built like that's what a lot of the complaints were when they first announced her. It's like, "What?" Okay. But when you see her in the role, I mean, she does she does a good job, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's
2: and she's athletic. That's yeah. the best part. Mm-hmm. She's not just, you know, waving her, you know, like bracelets around and you know she's actually like jumping and kicking and flying and that looks pretty cool
0: and how lucky is she to go from the fast and furious which is you know which talked about last episode fucking billion dollar franchise mm-hmm. they kill her off oh all of a sudden i'm in the dc comic universe you know? exactly i'll yeah. be in this for the next fucking 15 years yeah what about you Trill? you got any opinions on it she's hot so, <laughs> so, I, so i'll, you, you I'll you'll see, see it,
4: it. <laughs> she how about you man yeah it looks decent now that, you know, if the family wants to go see that, we can go see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's one of the movies that I think would be good in a in a theater.
4: Yeah, those are the what
1: the big budget Yeah. You know, <laughs> but good. Not not like a not like a um Michael Bay big budget. I yeah. mean like where it's a legit movie, good special effects. Those are the ones that I like to, to go see. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: Nice fucking segue, trailer. <laughs> next we have Transformers. For real. Like, okay, that's the next movie. Now personally I'm fucking tired of these movies. I liked part 1 but I just I think the whole the way he does the transformers it's just I don't know. I just I don't like him anymore. I can't watch him. I think they're cheesy as fuck. I like Mark Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he's not the super best actor in the world, but he well, can pull it off. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> True. So when you watch this you're watching it for the special effects. I get that. It's just I don't care if I never
1: see another. Yeah, one. no, they've gradually gotten. Well, yeah. not even gradually. It was like one. I admit, one was cool. You finally yeah. got to see yeah. modern day special effects Transformers. Yeah. It was fun. Nostalgia. Second one was a little dumber, but you you weren't really choking it down yet. But from like three on, it's just been they gave a shit about a script and they just you know paid the computer guys yeah to, to put that on the on you know in the movie and yeah and terrible. It's, and
2: it's the stupid thing too is they try to go into like the mythology you know like in the second movie how they explain like who the primes are and all that mm-hmm. but like every movie contradicts what you've seen in the movie before it yeah so you're like There's do no you even continuity. know what your like overall story is <laughs> you know
0: just write this really convoluted fucking story throw a bunch of special effects in it and millions of people will go see it yeah
2: as soon as as soon as i saw like you know transformers the last night i was like oh no. I know they're then tying see, it in with uh, King. Yeah, not, and then I see like the medieval. previews it's with like, like really? King Arthur and like, and I'm like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Well, the
0: last one was fucking
2: dinosaurs.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. What, as soon as I saw you know mechanical dinosaurs, I was I was out. I was like, "All right, now."
0: Mm-hmm. How know, about you, she, do you Give a fuck about those movies?
4: Yeah, I rock out with
0: them. They're
4: cool, <laughs> um, but like I said, man, I'm not really a uh, go out to the movies type of person, so. I know, I just, just want to see I like, can wait to uh, hit the uh, red box
0: and four we have a kids movie since most of us have kids at this table Jason is pretty, is pretty much a kid himself yes sir But uh, Captain <laughs> Underpants, you guys read those stories?
1: my kids do no, I mean not you, I know you do I've read them back in the day
0: alright then, there you go
1: Never, I mean, I know what they are, but never read them. Never seen it. Not probably not going to see it. Yeah, my kids are at that point that they would mock me if I wanted them to rent it.
5: Yeah,
0: (laughs) really, Dad. My uh, my son, my ten year old, he's a big fan of it. And the author came to his school, and he got a he got a bunch of books autographed by the author, and he did actual an original sketch for him. Oh, nice! Inside the book, so That's cool. He's, he's really proud of that. Now we're gonna move into July, and this is a movie I'm pretty interested in. I'm not a huge fan of the actress Charlize Theron with that movie. It's called Atomic Blonde. It's pretty much a uh, a female John Wick. It looks fucking pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I gonna yeah, I'm, I'm kind that. of
2: looking forward to this one because it it looks like it's gonna be over the top, but it looks like they know it's over the top from the word go, and so. <laughs> hopefully you know that'll be part of the 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 kitsch of it right it
3: looks like it's gonna be pretty decent yeah i haven't heard anything about it that's that's it's worth checking out it's yeah uh, Yeah.
0: okay she's like a cold calculated killer (laughs) yeah Yeah, it
1: is it's like a it seems like a female john wick i haven't read any more other than when i was over here you know and you showed me that preview yeah Yeah, so i'm looking forward to seeing it for sure Hmm. i still need to see john wick too yeah yeah me too Same.
0: Well, as soon as I get it, you guys can borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think, She Have you even heard of that one? Never heard of it. It looks pretty cool. It's kind of one of those under-the-radar type movies that'll be kind of like a cold hit, probably. Alright, also in okay. July, we have Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, I am somewhat excited to see this because I think, Mar- you know, since Marvel's got their hands in it and in charge of it, I think they'll pull it off. The other Spider-Man movies were okay. Um, the ones of Tobey Maguire, I liked the first and second one. The third one was fucking horrible. The other two, I didn't care for at all. I'm not. I don't know if that was Andrew Garfield's fault or just the shit they tried to pack into him. I don't know. What do you guys think?
2: I like the first. Uh, the first Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, I liked. I agree with that. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the Tobey Maguire ones. I mean, I liked them when they first came out, but they didn't age very well. Well, it was cool seeing Spider-Man in yeah, the big screen exactly. finally. You know, you know I, I go back and watched them with my kid, and and like I said, you know, they didn't seem like they aged very well. I like the Andrew Garfield one, but I like what I'm seeing for this for Homecoming, and I, I, I'm I'm really liking how it's. You can tell they made an effort to connect it to the rest of the the Marvel movies. And well, the Marvel Iron Universe. Man's in the whole thing, yeah, and, Mar- nice. and and He's Iron right? Man basically like like in this version. Iron Man basically made his suit for him. Yeah. You know, and that's why he has all those gadgets. Because he and, wants to be
5: an Avenger, like you know, yeah. because of Civil
0: War. And so he wants to join the Avengers. So Iron Man is like coaching, you know, coaching and prepping him to be yeah. an Avenger.
2: And as, as much as I hated Iron Man 3.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm with you on that.
2: But even even having said that, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is money. In, like, almost anything, he's yeah. good. You can watch him, you know? And so yeah. even just bringing him in, I think, is going to give it a lot of a lot of wind under its sails.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it, too, just because I enjoy, you know, seeing it on the big screen, seeing the comics that you've read. Now you're able to sit and watch it and enjoy it from that aspect. But I'm also of the mindset of I'm... Like getting tired of it restarting. Yeah, I enjoy that they are going to try to tie it into the Avenger thing because there's still what another Civil War, there's still going to be another, yeah. you know, Avengers and all this stuff. So it's like I'm glad they're roping it in there and you're going to get some backstory on that specific character that is probably going to be appearing in three or four movies that aren't even titled Spider Man, right? But, but with that said, I've already paid a hundred plus dollars to go see yeah. all these different characters play Spider Man throughout the years to where I met that point now that it's like okay now i'm gonna wait yeah rather than get totally excited for it because you know when's the next reboot gonna happen and it's a new spider-man actor or yeah i see or that because
2: you're like i've seen i've seen five spider-man movies how many times do i get to see him get bit by the spider and yeah the origin I don't need story over an
1: origin
0: movie i know he gets bit by a goddamn spider <laughs> exactly I, I and honestly i don't think they're gonna do that with this where are already past that Yeah, Um, yeah, because he was already Spider
2: Man in Civil War. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I think it
3: is, like, you know, um, keeping it real close to at least the original comics. Because, I mean, you have Tommy McGuire in the first one, who's, like, an old man. (laughs) Not an old man, but, you know, like, he's a lot older than how Definitely not a high school student. Exactly. And then Andrew Garfield, you're getting a little closer to, like, you know, his original age. And then Tom Holland, it's like, I I think they finally kind of, you know, stuck with it. They botched it for for years and years, but I think they finally uh, found a good fit for Spidey. Yeah.
2: And they got Michael Keaton in this one as the villain, as the vulture. Yeah, you can't go wrong oh, with Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah.
0: Real quick, I watched that movie, The Founder, last week, where the guy that Mount McDonald's. Yeah. Michael Keaton was just amazing in that. I don't know why that wasn't nominated for an Oscar. What do you think about uh, Spider-Man? There,
4: sheet. I love it, and I'm uh, I'm excited for it. You know, just based upon their tying it in with the uh, the Avengers. It's like you know, if you follow the Avengers, you gotta see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but once again. I'll wait for it to hit that good old red box. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it's uh it's funny you brought up that uh that Michael Keaton's playing like the vulture because he's been Batman. Yeah he's been
1: Birdman, yep. and now he's the vulture. Oh yeah, the first commercial for the yeah. for Homecoming, I my first thought was, Oh my god, they're putting Birdman in this movie. <laughs> you know what?
2: <laughs> there was this running joke at my work where we we're like, wouldn't it be great if the secret twist is the vulture is Birdman and they just connect those two movies? Yeah, that, that, what that what would y'all be great.
4: About that, uh, that Ant Man. Did y'all see that?
0: Yeah, that was a yeah. really, really good movie. I like Ant Man.
4: I like Paul Rudd. Yeah. yeah, I just watched that the other night. It was pretty good.
2: Yeah, but- I need to see it again because the first time I saw it, I wasn't a hundred percent together up here i was yeah. partying a little bit fucking nights yeah I was, I was no, it was orange, one of those driving circles nights <laughs> one of those one of those driving circles 30 beard, minutes. oh my god we'll get to that later it's so uh, that was the funniest shit yeah, so uh, <laughs> uh, my, my son keeps telling <laughs> we'll me about it he's like that. remember an ant man i'm like son buddy uh, i remember like that the, night. i remember the first five minutes and then i remember what the what our roof looks like as i was like laying on the couch staring at the ceiling for two hours <laughs>
5: yeah
0: yeah, you lost me at Remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we're going to move on to. Um, I'm actually personally excited for this because I grew up with the Planet of the Apes movie. I didn't grow up with them, but I was a big fan of them, the Charlton Heston the original you grew movies. Up with them. What? I'm not that fucking I said you old. You grew up with them? <laughs> <laughs> I am the oldest one here. But anyway, uh, the new one is uh, War from the Planet of the Apes. It's the third one in the. Uh, the trilogy of the new Planet of the Apes movies, which I've been really impressed with so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one was fucking amazing. So I don't think this one will be any different. It looks like Woody Harrelson's going to be the leader of the humans, and he's always good. And, um, and this one, it seems like all of the apes are like fully articulate. They're all talking. It's not just Caesar and sign language and shit. I th- it looks like they're all talking in this one. So I'm really pumped for this one. What about you guys? Give a when fuck. When does it no, take give- place. Um, as far as, it's, what do you mean, like,
4: is it, is it before the first one or is it after the first one?
0: This, these are all prequels to the original Planet of the Apes. It's how this, these three movies talk about how the apes took over. So this, all of these are prequels to the, the seventies, the the late sixties movies of Charlton Heston.
4: I get that, but what, you know, what period does it take place? I think it's like
2: in modern time or maybe like the near future, like within mm-hmm. 10 years of now.
4: Yeah, it's not really
0: futuristic at all. It's um, it's like definitely like more modern like we are now. I mean, there's no flying cars or, you know, anything futuristic. And all the weapons they use or you know, weapons we have now,
4: things like that. Okay, so what's the uh, storyline?
0: Well, in this one, it's just, you know, the last one, it got to the point where humans and apes were hating each other and they wanted to be separated because every time it seemed like an ape got involved with a human they just there was death and there was lots of problems caused by them and so this one it turns out or it looks like they're just going to go to all-out war and try to kill each other and decide who's going to take over the planet more or less or not necessarily the planet, but at least the region that they are. And I think they're in California, is what's going on.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, because in the second one, I know the, you know, the uh, the humans were living like underground in like yeah. uh, like the sewers, essentially. But then the the monkeys were living in that place that James Franco brought them to in the first movie—that the giant redwoods and everything. Right. They were living in there, and then I know they're having a conflict at some point. So I guess well, that didn't work out.
0: The humans, yeah, the humans had to get into. The ape occupied territory yes, to, to start that dam up, so yep. they could have electricity. Mm-hmm. So they had to make a uh, a treaty with well, each other. And then
3: Caesar was all about, you know, having the uh, the mutual peace between the uh, the monkeys and the humans and everything. And then there was that one guy with the scar, the one monkey who yeah. was like he's you know, sabotaging everything, super anti. And I think yeah. he even like sabotages Caesar at the end and like goes against you he know, does. the good monkeys. So yeah,
0: that was really good. Yeah, so I'm definitely excited to see that one. Oh yeah. And then we have Valerian, which is you guys heard of Luc Besson, right? He did Fifth Element.
5: Um, mm-hmm. He does the yeah. big
0: fucking crazy huge sci-fi movies. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so his new one is uh, coming out, which is Valerian. His movies never do very well, but um, they're a lot of fun to watch. To be and they're
2: like. they're like slightly probably because he's European, born French. and raised. Yeah, but they're yeah they're like slightly off kilter for like what americans expect mm-hmm. and i think that's probably why they don't do so well is because they're good but they're just a little too much on the weird side for an acquired taste yeah definitely but i like luke Besson. i liked fifth element and the, the comic book because it's based on a, like a graphic novel that came out a long 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 time ago and i loved the comic when i was a kid it was one of the graphic novels that made me like start reading comic books Wow. And so I have like. I didn't realize it was a comic.: It could probably suck, and I'm still going to like it because I have that like nostalgia.: There's the, the seven-year-old in me that's like, "This is going to be great, you know."
5: <laughs>
0: yeah,: um, <laughs> He did He's done a lot of big, crazy movies, but like in Fifth Element as an example, I thought everything was cool in that. I mean, it was strange, but then the Chris Tucker part, the, yeah, you know, the whole singing and him screaming it was
4: a good movie.
0: Huh? I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I just thought Chris Tucker's part was like over the top.
4: <laughs> it was funny. That's yeah. it was. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it was funny.
0: Um, what else was there? I'm trying to see what else. There's a coming. couple. Uh, I was gonna
1: say there. I don't know what month it comes out. We could have bypassed it. But that. Go ahead. Dunkirk. Or yeah, that one looked pretty good. Oh yeah,
0: that's oh, yeah. uh yeah. that World movie mm-hmm. with Killian Murphy. Yeah, Christopher Nolan's a fucking stud. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, if you go back and look at his every movie he's made, I mean, even Memento. I love. I've seen that movie probably.
1: Is that the one where he like writes the notes all over? Yeah, yeah. That was and the movie goes
2: backwards in time. You Mm -hmm. know, like that's one of those movies that. Like I could watch it a thousand times
3: and not get tired of it. It's
2: oh, yeah. so good. It's he did the
0: Christian Bale trilogy, he's done yeah. Inception. I yeah. mean, pretty yeah. much every one of his films I've really did enjoyed. Did he
3: do the uh, that space one that came out? Interstellar Interstellar. Yeah. That yeah. one was crazy. Yeah. Crazy movie. I didn't
0: finish that one. And of course, I mean you can't pass over, you know, Christian Bale's Batman. Yeah. You know, he did yeah. all those. Respectfully. And he that. and he produced um Man of Steel. He was in the D C universe trying to keep a handle on it, but I guess he's not doing that anymore yeah um, well is his brother still doing it no his brother's pretty much writes the scripts and stuff oh, okay. he, he's more of a writer form than anything else oh, I got you and you know I, I'm sorry but we totally glossed over this um, fucking Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 oh yeah, yeah that yeah. comes
1: out what this weekend doesn't it
0: yeah it comes out really quick I mean fucking summer movies start now I mean <laughs> Fade and Furious is already out We, you know whatever but the summer official summer movies start like now
3: yeah and it's starting off with a bang because you know those movies are super fun Oh, yeah. You know, most Marvel movies are fun, but, you know, that one's just over the top in when a good I, way.
0: When I saw that first trailer, I just, I was like, no, I think this looks fucking stupid. I don't think it's going to be cool. I saw it on, like, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, this looks so fucking dumb. Well, and then I saw it and I was like, no, this is a lot of fun and really cool. You know, you have to kind
1: of take it. See, that's the kind of movie that I would like to see, like, Transformers be. Where the silliness isn't over the top dumb, it's fun. You know, you're seeing they don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the original or the the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and and I, I'm once again I'll ride on Sheed's coattails. I will definitely red box it. I'm not, you know. Yeah. There's only a, there's only a, of everyone that we've talked about. There might be two I see in the theater, if two. Um, but but yeah, that one I, I am looking forward to seeing.
3: the uh, the only complaint i would have on like the, the trailer i guess is when i first viewed it i noticed it like had the same song in the trailer as the first movie's trailer like the uh oh, Hooked on a feeling. you mean
0: the, for the new trailer yeah. Yeah, yeah
3: i'm not sure how many trailers the the second one has but yeah i was watching the first one or the first trailer and i was like this looks exactly like the first movie <laughs> yeah. the same you know it, it didn't help that you know the same song was in the trailer and so i was you know a little frightened but you know I think it, it looks, looks really. Good. It looks amazing. No, I'm, I'm pretty excited on it.
0: What What was the movie? Or she? Uh, what do you think about that? I know you're gonna rent it. I get that. <laughs> but what do you think about the movie, though? I mean, what do you think? It looks good. Did you see the first one?
4: Nah, nah. I didn't see the uh, the uh, previews for the new one, but I did see the first one. First one was okay. Um, I don't know. It didn't really grab my attention like that.
3: Yeah, it's a little. Uh, of a random Marvel movie, I suppose.
2: Yeah, because they're not like big name. No. Here, so you kind of have to be like really into the like old school comic. It'll be books.
3: it'll be interesting when they tie the Guardians to the rest of the Avengers. Yeah, and everything. I'm you looking forward yeah, yeah. to see how that so. works out. They're
0: doing that in Thor three. Um, Guardians are going to have um, the the Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh, that they're gonna be in cool that. too. They're going to show them in that. It's going to be a different. It's going to be like four oh. years later after Guardians of the Galaxy two or something. But oh yeah, really. Okay. My favorite in Garden Galaxy* is fucking Rocket the raccoon. He's just yeah, uh, Brad, Brad Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's fucking voice in that is just amazing. I am Grooter. I
3: couldn't like, you know, I knew it was Bradley Cooper and I was watching him and I was hearing the words he was saying, but I was like, I cannot picture Bradley Cooper doing this. Sitting there this doing voice. It. Yeah, yeah. it's just I couldn't couldn't fit it in. So.
0: And then ben, you know, Vin Diesel does the best acting Groot. he's ever done in that movie. You know, I am Groot. <laughs> well, now he's a baby Groot. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Did you have any more notables there? Trailer that you were thinking of for no, the that, summer? No, that that was it the last yeah. one. We covered it.
1: The only yeah.
2: the only other one that I have isn't even, isn't a summer movie. It's more of a fall movie, but it's Well, you I'm can't st- talk about it then. I'm still losing my mind over it. I can't, oh my god. god. Yeah. Wait for this We can throw that movie. in there.
1: I cannot Stephen oh, yeah. King, King. I there throw you know. my underwear at him every time. <laughs> Love that dude. So, you you that one looks like a legitimate, not cheesy, not straight to rental well like You're talking about looks- it? Looks- yeah. Oh, okay. And it's going to be. Too- I like the fact that they're not trying to squeeze a twelve hundred page book into a three hour movie. That they're going to make it. The because you know half of the book is when they're children. The second half of the book is when they're adults. But that book is one of his greatest. It's so. badass. I, it, and yeah, they yeah, because isn't
2: the first movie I think it's called it the Losers Club. Yeah, when yeah. they're children. Yeah. Yep. So it's that one. I, I like, haven't man.
0: seen that subtitle. That's what it is though. Yeah. I remember you saying that before. Well,
3: cuz in the first movie, um it shows them as adults, right? You know, they go back and everything. Yeah, the mini the, series. the, the, the mini-series, yeah, they do okay. they
1: the book itself, they start out as adults and then yeah. they like kind of start rethinking about their past and that's where mm-hmm. you get the the Cause, youth story.
2: Cuz wasn't it like part of part of the mythos? It's been so long since I read the books. I I'm I've forgot some of the details. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't part of it was even though they did all that stuff and they made that pact, like as they went on and grew up, most of them like even forgot. Yeah about it. And well, so it was a matter of even re-remembering yeah, it's the like stuff that happened PTSD, in that. Yeah, you know, exactly. like in
3: denial of it. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a Forrest Gump type deal where you know it's it's them in the future and they can't kind of go back and forth in between, you know, Yeah. Thinking about their past. And I'm thing.
1: hoping that they they give some dark tower ties into it. I know I'm going back to that one.
2: Like the Deadlights and the... Because the
1: the Pennywise's character was in the Dark Tower series. He was in book seven. Was he really? Yeah, so I don't Uh, know if you ever read the series. uh -uh. Um, Not Dark Tower. And and 99% of Stephen King's books are, like, if they're not tied to the Dark Tower, they're tied to another book. So it's... Yeah, it's really cool reading these, these, you know, stories where it's like, me having read all of them, I'll read one little line in a book and be like, holy shit, that's from blah, 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 you know, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys ever saw Hearts in Atlantis. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in the movie, he kind of zones out and he talks about things. In the book, when he zones out, he starts talking about Roland in the Dark Tower and where he is at this oh, certain wow. stage of of his quest, you know, and it's in a totally different world. And then eventually, Ted Brodigan, which is the star of Hearts in Atlantis, meets up with Roland and helps him further down the line. And I think he's in book... Five, five or six. Uh, yeah. Father, Callahan Father Callahan from, from Salem's, Lot. Salem's Lot is in the Dark Tower series. Like it, the, wow. isn't the, They're all the, together. The kid, I did not know that.
2: Yeah, the kid from the Talisman. Oh yeah, to, uh, Sawyer. Worlds. Yeah, they can walk worlds. Randall Flagg from The Stand, from uh, uh, Eyes of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah this,
1: The Stand. If, if you've seen that one, only a, only a piece of it. The, I the, the bad the guy time. from The Stand is the bad guy that's in the Dark Tower. That's the Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, director. yeah. Oh ma- yes. yes, okay. Wow. Matthew black. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all intertwined. It's really cool the way you know the way he does that and and, and whatnot. Like, so kind of like a Marvel universe or something. Everything's mm-hmm.
0: connected. Wow, that's that's really cool. I and didn't I know, how, honestly I didn't know that.
3: I love how on like because just a few shows and movies I've watched, they've always represented like the evil character as like the man in black. You know, you yeah, of, like. I mean, Lost, for example, there's the Man in Black. You think of, like, Westworld. Like, the old one and the new one, there's the Man in Black. And then you got the Man in Black and the Dark Tower. So it's kind of uh, interesting how they represent, you know, the whole good and evil story.
2: Yeah, that was one thing that blew me away when I started reading the Dark Tower was, like, not so much in the first one. Although, you know, you get Randall Flagg and, you know, well, he's Walter Mm -hmm. in, you know, the Man in Black. But... The more you read The Dark Tower, you're like, "Oh my god, this is from this book." Oh my gosh, this is from this book, and you realize that like they're all connected in some way. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah. I don't know how you keep track of that. Being well, it, as you, prolific as Stephen King is, how do you keep track of five thousand books that you've written?
0: Yeah, and seriously. make them all connected in a story. Can you imagine story? like what his desk looks like? I know, is, man. And he probably he's probably old school too. Where he probably keeps all the notes he's ever done. He's find nothing on his laptop or whatever. You know, it's probably just. He'll grab a notebook from 1974 and then has something He needs a reference. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, we'll take a break from the summer concert, summer movies. Um, oh, wait, I'm talking about concerts, yes, but you know what I mean. Talk about GTA online. Yes. Uh, you know you? That's a usual thing for us. We play it all the, you know, every fucking Friday, we're in front of the TVs playing it with each other.
2: <laughs> I was just telling my wife, like, literally yesterday. When we were heading to the baseball game. There's
1: no more date night. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much.
2: Because I was telling her like, you know, talking about GTA and whatever. And I'm like, you know, for me, because I don't, I'm not a big, I don't like crowds. I don't like going play. I'm like a homebody kind of person. And I'm like, this is my going out drinking with the boys you know, I'm like hanging out having fun and That's shooting out. That's your equivalent bull. of that, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, this is my unwind. It's like, a hell of a lot fucking cheaper. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, I can just sit there, you know, have my drink right in front of me, sit, you know, my headphones on and just relax after, you know, the week is over. I'm like, it's almost therapy. It's like the cheapest therapy in the yeah. world. It's so, and, and I'm just hanging out with my friends, talking, you know, shooting the bull. Like, even if we just play like five missions and then just laugh for three hours, I feel better when I'm done. Yeah, you know, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. And I'm so thankful that I have a girlfriend that plays it with me as <laughs> yeah. opposed to bitching about me playing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's right next to me playing it. That's it's a huge great. margin right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's amazing. So what did we do this week on that? Um, oh, uh, we, were, Dad, we were playing that one with uh,
5: going down the... Uh, highway. It. It's
0: Hello? A, a Hello?
5: We've, we were been, pl- hacked.
0: We've we been hacked. We've been hacked. What's going on there, Sheen? What you got going on?
4: What you mean? What do I got going
0: on? I can hear something. What, are you watching some you cartoons?
4: Right? Nah, I got GTA playing. Yeah, <laughs> hey. Well, that's all right well, then. Perfect. We'll
0: let that slide. It's good. Oh man! But uh, that mission we were playing—I think it was called uh, Asla Vista. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. two two ten speeds versus two diesels. That was amazing. Fucking crazy. It was fun as hell. And then uh. What's that bullet? Every bullet counts. Every bullet counts. Yeah. Where you just hunt down each other? And yeah. Ha- oh. You fuck. start out with like
1: a musket pistol, pistol that has like one bullet, and you're in this big area. So you take a shot at somebody, and and a lot of times you don't. If you headshot them, they're dead in the one bullet.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but there's other guys still roaming, and now all you have is like your hatchet, and so you want to run around and find the other guys without getting shot, and then you know hopefully be the last one standing in your in the group. That one's a lot of fun. There are those that. You find out, like, your palms are all sweaty, you're nervous, and you're anxious, and this and that. And then those missions, like, there's one called Sumo that we haven't done yet, where you're basically just in vehicles, like, on top of a building, trying to knock each other off, you know. And so that's all it is. You're driving in circles, crashing, and that that specific one, Sumo and Asta La Vista, those are the ones that, like, screw it. I'm not functioning enough to, like, accomplish a mission, you know, without dying. So... Let's just laugh our asses off for the next two hours doing these things because they absolutely are hilarious. You know, yeah. you do those and, and the reactions of other like every time you or or um, Brian get hit by hit by one of those diesels, you hear the screaming, you know, of their character. It's just the funniest <laughs> emotion in the world. Like motherfuckers. So, yeah. You oh know. my god, it is so funny. God.
0: And then the thing we have to talk about: playing a mission where you had to drive. <laughs> Get in the airport and Taltos. Uh, I ended up dying, so I was spectating Taltos, and he literally drove in a motherfucking circle for like a fucking hour because he was just uh, fucking high. The, I was out, out of my mind. We're like, Where is he? Where is he at? Where's and then I, I'm like, I don't know, I'll go look.
1: And he's just driving in a fucking circle, <laughs> just doing
3: donuts in the parking lot. Like, he was on the freeway, he was
1: on the freeway, like. Getting, he'd like get off the off ramp, like right at the airport. (laughs) Yeah, I I kept just doing
2: circle around the air, like I was waiting for to pick somebody up. That
3: sounds like my usual visit to the airport, anyway. So I mean, oh my god,
1: we like finished the mission and then I remember we the the mission itself is you like kill people and then you steal a plane and you have to go land it somewhere. I remember getting in the plane (laughs) and starting to fly, like you can you know and you can change your camera angle. So I'm looking as this the plane I'm flying is taking off. I'm looking downward to his vehicle. I mean, and how did you end up dying? Was it cops that ended up shooting you, or did you fall off the freeway? It was the cops. Okay, yeah. So I'm like, I'm flying, and I see him still driving in a circle as he's bitching that he can't get into the airport. And then his his, his character dies. And he's
0: done it a million fucking times. So
1: were you getting chased the
3: whole time by cops as you were just doing the circles? Or, I, it, they or built did you get up, in trouble as you are doing the
1: circles? They circle? built up over time. Well, he inadvertently
0: <laughs> killed people because he couldn't control his vehicle
1: or something. It was the worst. I'm it was the saying, funniest shit I ever saw. It was like literally on? we were in this mission like 10, 15 minutes. And it was like, where the hell is Taltos? Yeah. And you're like looking on the little mini map and you see his blip not that far away. That never showed up. It was
2: just so I didn't funny. know anybody was watching, and I'm like dead silent, just like, okay, I gotta find the
0: ramp. I'm gonna get You're into the like, air. I hope nobody sees me. And
2: then I, I just hear, like, after a silence for a while, I, I hear DC is like, Tatos, what the hell are you
1: doing?
0: <laughs> what is going on right now? Because all you have to do is jump a ramp over this fence. Yeah. You know what?
1: Actually, the fence opens. You don't even have to oh,
0: jump the true. ramp. Like, it's Just more drive up to, to the gate, the and ramp. it opens
3: for you. I mean too easy, too easy. So Got to make it hard.
0: Oh my god. Anything else we want to touch on in GTA?
1: Uh I just that uh, hopefully within the next month there's a new uh DLC coming out, the military like gun running one that I I'm looking forward to. Is
2: it going to have new missions too?
1: Yeah, it'll be like uh from what I understand, almost like they're not going to be missions like what we do, but kind of like, you know, how were we I can do the car missions as the CEO that I've stolen and yeah. then we can sell them. Yeah. And then when we did the other day where we were on the motorcycles, where we loaded them up, loaded up, you know, I had to go kill some guys, load up like the, the contraband Whatever. whatever yeah. and then dra- I think they're going to be along those lines where like whoever of us buys the bunker, you know, to open up or unlock those military missions, then like I would be or whoever buys it is the leader and then you're going to have your bodyguards or whatnot and then you will load a you know whether it's human trafficking or gun running or whatever they those missions are then we will go do them and then probably bring them back to your bunker or go deliver them to somebody else right
2: okay
4: that's awesome yeah it is
2: i actually liked i know you didn't like it but i liked the uh the one where you start out with like the rocket launcher
0: and they you work your way down to like oh, a yeah. knife. Oh Well, the reason I don't like it is I get c- killed every fucking five seconds. <laughs>
3: they kind of have that uh, same style of uh, you know like mini game I guess in Call of Duty, like yeah, where you, where gun you game. Now,
0: yeah, 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 yeah you get a, every time you die or you kill somebody, you get a new game or a new gun. Or a new gun. Yeah. Every yeah. time you kill somebody. That's what I was telling these guys. I go, this is just like Call of Duty's game.
2: But I liked how uh, like you know even though you did, I got you know killed a lot at the beginning too because. You know, a couple of the players are, like, way, way, way better than me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I like Trailer. how. But if you just wait, if you just wait it out, then they're running around with pistols and you have a rocket launcher, you know, because their weapons slowly get worse <laughs> and worse. And so.
3: The best yeah. part is when you have, like, just a 100 people running around with little knives and they're just trying to reach each other. <laughs> like, just, run up to yeah, each yeah, other and shank
2: each here. other. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And that one that we did a couple weeks ago of uh, Land Grab. Yeah, that game it was, was just so, was so fun yeah. when there were like three teams of two, and we're just and running most, around and yeah. killing each other. There's
1: another one that's that's basically the same premise as Land Grab called Turf Wars, except if you're in vehicles and you are driving vehicles. And as you drive over, it changes the color of the tiles. Oh, wow. and you oh, pick nice. up you pick up power ups in your car, so you can shoot missiles oh, or drop like bombs, Deadline or whatever. things like that. Yeah, that's, so that's cool. Uh, but I'm still waiting on Sheed to get GT Online. <sighs> And same as you, Jay, yeah, yeah, I heard that you were thinking about it. Yeah, I mean,
3: I, I've only really played the campaign, which is beautiful. I think GTA V is the best, you know, GTA game that's come out, which, I mean, makes sense, you know, because just the graphics and everything yeah. get better and the the, uh, the physics of it and everything. Because when I first drove a car in GTA V, it was insane. I was like, this is so much better than any other game that I've played oh, yeah. in the GTA series. It was unreal. So, yeah, I definitely need to hop online. I just pretty much stick to the campaign and run around acting a fool. <laughs>
0: Staying in the video game vein here, we all know that I got a uh, <clears throat> PlayStation VR like a few months ago. Ah, uh, yes. And Resident Evil 7, the entire game is in VR now. Now, there's some downside to it, to where um, you, when you use the sticks to turn, um, it turns you like 30 degrees. So it turns you really quickly. And so it's kind of hard to see. So. Mm. You miss something, so you actually have to physically turn around and look like you're actually there. Yeah. And I played it last night for the first time. Uh, I was a little drunk, but that was it. And it was scary as fuck. I mean, the environments aren't 100% realistic. They don't look like like real life. But they're 3D, and they're there, and they're in your face, and they look as real as they possibly can for a video game.
3: If you're drunk enough, I mean... You'll forget that you're in the machine, and dude,
5: yeah, exactly.
0: And all I did was walk. I just literally, I literally just walked through this, and I swear to God, I was like close to peeing my pants because there was just so many like noises. The, the ambience um, of it all, or whatever you want to call it, is just amazing. And there's like a scene where you walk into this deep water, and the water's literally up to like your nose, and it's gross and murky and brown and black, and you're just waiting for something to pop up in your face. And finally a head you know, decapitated head bobbles up from the bottom and it's kinda of scary but not super scary. But I think the anticipation of what's gonna happen is scarier than what you actually see. Mm-hmm. I didn't find anything yet, I'm just wandering through this house and the only thing you have is a flashlight, or it's probably your phone flashlight. I don't even know. But that's all you see, and so what you can only see to where you turn, so you don't know what's there in the dark and it's pretty fucking scary.
3: I can imagine.
0: That's awesome. So I would recommend it if anybody's got that set up, for sure.
5: Huh.
0: I'll change gears a little bit here, boys. We're going to talk about concerts. I want to know your first concert, your best concert you've been to, and the worst concert you've been to. Oh, and uh, we'll go ahead and start with Trailer on this one.
1: All right. So uh, I've got, for my first concert, I, like I said, I know I've gone to other concerts uh, when I was young, young, but the first concert that I can really remember from start to finish, I went and saw Mark Farner with my sister and my mom and dad, and it was at like this giant dome churchish type building, and you uh, know it was a good show. I, I forget what was he in? Grand Funk Railroad was the band that he yeah, was in. I think so. Oh. Yeah, um, Very nice. uh, that locom, what is it? The locomotion. The song that he did, like that's his biggest mm-hmm. hit, or at least the, the one I know. Of. Most, that yeah, I think. The, yeah, I think. Not that, that there's another song. I, I mean, like. I should have looked it up, but I think that that's his, at least the one I know. I don't even heard his, of Mark. Farner. His biggest. Um, but I remember the the big draw to that concert for me was, you know, we were really close, and he chucked a guitar pick when the show was over, and it landed like right in the aisle. And I don't know if anyone in the whole, I don't want to call it an arena, but saw it. I'm sitting there like. Looking at him, looking at the guitar, you the guitar pick, looking at him. And so I just bolted out of my seat, grabbed a guitar pick, and I still got it, you know. And that's I was cool. probably eight or nine at that concert. Oh, I'm awesome.
2: uh, I'm looking through it now, and he, uh, like you said, did Locomotion, but the other songs you'll probably know is, you know, that We're an American Band. Yeah. yeah. That's I thought him. thought that was Grand Funk. Is he in yeah, because he was too? the singer of Grand Funk. Oh, okay. And I think he was. It's some kind of wonderful. Yeah. 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 But he was in that, and then and then I think after that he like settled into like like Christian rock, like that
1: kind of music. Yeah, oh, okay. that's when we that saw them. It was when he had like gone to, but they did locomotion. I remember that because him and the entire band, like the drummer had like bongos, and they all left the stage and went throughout the crowd, like enticing people to like bongos. do the train behind him, oh my God. doing the locomotion, like a fucking Wiggles concert. It was yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, but as for my, uh, I'll go with worst. Um, and I'm with you on this one. Yeah. The worst one I'm going to say, I, it was kind of like a two-parter because I, I don't want to call it my worst because I feel like it's blasphemy <laughs> because my absolute idol within, I'm, I'm a big fan of classic, uh, traditional country like music, outlaw, classic old school outlaw country. country music. I mean, whether it be Waylon Jennings or Willie Hank Nelson. Sr., Willie Nelson, I love them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Jones, without a doubt, is my absolute idol when it comes to music. I, I can be in a fired up mood where I want to drink 30 beers or you know, slam a bottle of whiskey or I'm sad and want to sit alone in the dark. I'm going to put his music on regardless of what the situation is.
0: Be honest, you don't really need to be in a mood to drink 30 beers. I don't. I like Yeah. Okay, I that's just, just being that awake. Up. Just a mood. Yeah. Just breathing. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm here. Uh,
1: but I saw him about a year and a half, two years maybe before he passed away. Yeah, yep. and I had never seen him live in concert. He was 80 years old, so it's like you got to be understandable. The dude's 80. I'm not gonna. I probably won't touch 60. And so I go see him in concert, and <laughs> it was been, it was sad. <laughs> like he. Everyone around him should have stopped being yes people and said, hey, man, just sit in the recliner. Don't go do these shows anymore. So, I mean, I'm I'm thankful I saw him. But with that said, it was like looking at an old man skin stuffed with, like, paper mache. You know, like, you could almost see the strings holding his arm up as he's singing. He didn't have a good voice. You know, it was just, like I said, I was, I was thankful to see him, but it was... Yeah, you know, I, I was playing his CD driving there, you know. So you're hearing George Jones of the '70s and '80s singing, and then you go and see that, and so it was quite a shocker, you know. You, it, 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 let, and then towards the down. end, I
2: think like the last like couple songs that he sung at that concert, he would sing like four or five lines. Of the song, yeah. and then the rest was up to the band and the backup singers. And yeah, the, he just because you could tell was, just standing up for an hour and a half just yeah. took the. It was wind like out that.
1: It was like he really that night passed away. He just didn't lay down yet. <laughs> so, but then another one that I hated was uh, I used to go with my brother to every Lollapalooza every year, and That's cool. That's I don't amazing. know how if it's still if they still even have them.
2: They do, but they're only in Chicago for like yep. one weekend. Okay, yeah. like, so they used so to they come. Don't, they don't travel anymore. Oh, it used to be money. a
0: traveling thing. Oh, Palooza? Yeah, for like it was a yeah, summer yeah, thing. It was a tour, oh, yeah. and they were all
2: yeah. over the place, like Ozfest or something. Yeah, went, like, the like the, or something like that. Yeah the, yeah the first one they did was uh, it was Jane's Addiction's last tour before they broke up, and it started in Phoenix, and then they went all over the world, and then it ended in Hawaii. And uh, but yeah, it used to be a traveling show. And
1: and the one that we went to, it was uh, you you remember better than me, but I, I at that time, and I think I was probably thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, uh, was a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan me too man and that's when i didn't realize that you know there's a difference between studio music and live music that For you, they sure. can fuck up and fix it in the studio it's a hard reality too it to was it yeah. yeah. was because it's i don't a very hard i don't think i ever listened to smashing pumpkins again i think i burned my <laughs> cd's because they were so god awful live that it, i mean it, yeah. it was shocking like i it, it was the the show itself was good, but the the finale who I had been anticipating for so long to see and, and it
2: was the old Lala, so you're like the show starts at one, Smashing Pumpkins go on at eleven thirty, and so yeah. you're like you've been there all freaking yeah, day. It, it, they
1: were so bad. It was so god awful that, that that is the worst concert I've yeah. ever seen. I'd been
2: to several concerts before and you know, like you said, you always see like some of them are not so great live, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that was the first concert even for me, and it was probably the twentieth 25th concert I'd ever been to. Mm-hmm. But that was the first one where I was like, I'm literally watching my heroes die like right yeah. now. Like this is so bad. It's a you horrible know? feeling.
1: Yeah. And then uh, my favorite one, the, the best concert that I've ever been to. Um, I, it was a hard one because I saw Green Day at Mesa Amphitheater and that was a badass show. They, they are studio quality live. I mean, this was before they got huge, huge, before, like, uh, what, American Idiot or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they were
2: still, like, a, a pretty successful, but they were still it was like a punk band from, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, that yeah, had, that again. That
1: okay. and, and, yeah. and Tautos can do it better because I was younger, you know, so he's got that five-year adult mind advantage, you know, to remember these things. Um, but that was, I remember that being a great concert, but I saw, there was a band out called Cross Canadian Ragweed, and they're, like, a Texas. What? Oh, yeah. They're, you have to look them up, dude. They're, they're awesome. They ended up breaking up. Some of their guys went off and did other things. Now, now half of the group is still together, and they're called uh, Cody Canada and the Departed. Like, but Cross Canadian Ragweed—it's kind of like a mixture of all their names. Cody Canada, gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, the drummer. How else was, would you come up with that? R- I know. Um, but th- I went and saw them. Uh, it Was probably two thousand five, two thousand six at like the last exit bar and grill, like Priest and Elliot. I don't even know if it's still open. Oh, it is. It is. Um, yeah. They put on a show that started at like six thirty, seven 7 o'clock p.m., and it didn't end until probably 1:45, 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. And the best show—I mean, literally—that was the music was great, the crowd was great. Somehow, I didn't hit that point of the alcohol where like I don't remember the performance. It's Like I, it, everything, the stars aligned, and it was just an absolute incredible show. Um, another buddy of mine was there with us, Wes, who um, you know that whole. Bottle clank where you can hit the top of a glass bottle in it and it uh, foams out. Well, we did that to him and uh, he had been holding two beers and so he went to try to drink the one that was foaming, forgot he was holding another one, dumped them all over himself. (laughs) And uh, he ends up buying a shirt on there because he was covered in beer and like just strips in this venue and you know puts his new shirt on or whatever. And as we're no no bullshit, uh, my sister had gone and she was our DD and ends up getting completely shit faced. She, I think, she went to bed at ten. There were still like three hours of concert. Was that the
2: time when she left?
1: She no, she, yeah, she went yeah. to my jeep, and I uh, my I had she's the, laying down in the jeep. Like she's sleeping in the, in the parking seat. lot in the jeep. Yeah, I had about there was that, no yeah. roof on my jeep, so she's sleeping in the back seat of the jeep <laughs> as my DD, and I'm hammered. My buddy's hammered, but as we're getting on the freeway to go home, as I'm driving, um, Which probably this dude lays on his horn. And so I was like, "Shit, you know what am I doing wrong?" And we look, and he's like pointing, "Hey, you're that motherfucker that took your shirt off in the show." <laughs> he's pointing <laughs> at my passenger. It was funny. It was good. But that, I mean, like I said, that was the f- best concert I ever been to, hands down.
0: I met oh. Wes last night, and I, I could see that happening.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jay,
0: how about you, man? Your uh, your first, best, and your worst. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll start with the first. You know, first for first. Sounds good. Um so hard you've been to a lot of shows i've talked to you and i dig you because you like the old school stuff like you were excited about seeing aerosmith and oh yeah like in your early 20s so i think that's cool and you're, you're like old school aerosmith last child all that shit.
3: oh yeah um i mean first uh, so i mean when i was younger my dad always took me to like you know some classic rock shows that he was your into. dad the bodybuilder anyway my, yes <laughs> he was yes mr california Anyway, um, so I think Journey was actually the first show that I wow. ever went to. Um, I was like 12 or 13 years old. That's kind of cool. My dad was like obsessed. I mean, he still is obsessed with Journey. And so I remember that being an awesome show. Um, my memory's not that great, but I mean, I can re- I can remember it being pretty good. Um, and I actually saw them recently last year. Um, oh, with I, the Filipino, I, with the new dude, with
2: yeah. the new dude who was I, incredible. I was about to like jump in because you know I was watching the the Hall of Fame. Induction thing last yeah. night with my son. Oh, Steve Perry and all that, right? And and Journey got in, and so they came out, and I was like, I remember hearing about you know they found this dude at like a karaoke bar in the Philippines. Yeah, and this dude comes out, and he's like, stereotypical, you know, like he just looks like a, a dude you'd expect to find in like Manila in a karaoke bar, like this little be- dude wearing like this like pink purplish like suit. And my wife was, like, looking down, like, doing something on her phone, but sitting on the couch while it was on.
0: As usual. Yeah. And
2: about, like, I don't know, halfway through the first song, I'm like, can you believe that that is not Steve Perry? And she's all, it isn't? And she looks <laughs> up, and she's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, you he cannot sounds believe just like him. He sounds exactly like him. It and he got nuts. that gig
0: off a YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, you see him in person, and it's kind of off-putting because he's this very tiny man with, <laughs> yeah. like, sleeve tattoos. and like He almost he, looks
2: like a lounge singer. Kind it, of. It's true, yeah. and
3: he's younger, I mean, like, yeah. comparatively to the other guys um, in Journey. And so I was like, uh-oh. But then as first word that yeah. he started singing, it was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. this is amazing. <laughs> so it was pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, as far as I can think back, that was my first concert. So not a bad one. I would have to say. Yeah,
0: I would have liked to have seen that, I'm sure.
3: Yeah. And so, as far as I'll go on trailers, kind of train of thought here and go to my worst one first. Um, Worst, this one's pretty hard. Um, Unfortunately, I hate to say it because I don't hate him as an artist, but I think the worst show I've ever seen was Rob Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I, I saw him at Tempe Beach Park. Dude, he can't keep up. With the songs that he does on I, the record, he can't breathe as fast as he does in the studio or he something. Can't and it mean, leaves words out all the fucking time? Yeah. He does. I mean, I don't know. He I, and it's not my
3: style. Like I guess, just you know, what I would listen to. Pick up my phone and start listening to. But his songs are super good, and he's a great recording artist. But he was just, I mean, weird when I saw him.
0: Dude, when I I saw White Zombie real quick, like seven Uh times, right? Yeah, okay. And on 1965, you know, he'd be 1960, and then he'd hold his hand up and show five. It's like really, you can't say fucking five. And that's
3: like the best part of the song when he does, you know, that little hold on the note. Yeah, because he can't breathe anymore. It's like no, he can't, and his makeup was all like weird. He just looked like he was like half dead almost. It was. (laughs) It was very. And that's uh, probably the look he's going for. Yeah, it was pretty off putting. To be fair, you're probably right, but I don't know if it was intentional or
0: not. Yeah, he's probably tired.
3: So, yeah, and then I guess a, a, a secondary one, because I was kind of thinking of this as well. Um, one of the craziest singers that you know, I kind of lost respect for for the band after I saw them was a Modest Mouse. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Isaac Brock, the singer of Modest Mouse. Um, look, you were
1: like a son to me. Jeez. Hey, that's not Modest month. Mouse. <laughs> Sheet. That's Martin Madrazzo, I think. Did <laughs> you just turn a car in? What the fuck? <laughs> We're going back to GTA. Oh, yeah. yeah, boy. She bringing it back.
3: Go ahead. So, Cheer. yeah. So, Isaac Brock is the singer of Modest Mouse. And I mean, he's known to have some, you know, mental issues or like drug problems or whatever. And I mean he's super short. So I don't know if all these short people that I've seen live just I don't know if it's like a short person thing. (laughs) that they're just like (laughs) crazy prejudiced or what? No, no. I seriously think it's you know, I think all these like short you know, acts that or like, you know, the singers who are short. Smaller stature dudes, yeah. Yeah, they you know, they get a little weird up on up on stage. And so I mean and I mean in particular, you know, he was, you know, spending, you know, fifteen minutes, you know, like four or five songs worth of time just blabbering about nothing and i'm it's cool when you know the artist is talking with the audience and stuff but his was just nonsense like not even we like you know we knew what he was saying he was just like oh i see all the eyes in the audience and just like oh it's it was just you no know, not even a conversation so that was just very because they're were, they're were one of my favorite bands and so um you know seeing that was just kind of uh you know it kind of ruins it for you you know the the band that you left before seeing them live was you know it, it changes things permanently so but yeah on on a better note i guess my favorite band that i've seen live like the best
0: show you've seen yeah. yes
3: um a little random i don't know if you guys have heard of them um it's in a scottish band called biffy Clyro.
2: Oh yeah, Biffy Clyro. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're,
3: they're beautiful. So I saw them recently. Um, Never at, fucking heard nope, of them. Nope. I would, I would, I would invest because they're they're pretty fun. They're like kind of like the Scottish Foo Fighters, and also like, like Jimmy World kind of. They're they're very cool. So, um, and I saw them at Crescent Ballroom, um, just the other week, and uh, man, they they slay. Like, talk about a band whose music sounds like their studio records, but take that and like elevate it. And it sounds better than their studio records somehow. Wow. So I was very impressed by what that. What was the name of them again? Biffy Clyro. Okay. Very cool band. So Crazy. Yeah. So I was pretty stoked on that. And then, I mean, aside from Biffy, um, I saw um, Wu-Tang Clan a few years ago. And that was pretty insane just for the fact, you know, seeing all those guys, you know, the, the legends. So that
0: was pretty intense. Sheed, how about you on that subject? Do you have a? Uh, well, I know you got a first show, obviously. First, best, and worst.
4: And I've only been to uh, two concerts my whole life.
0: Oh, wow. Well, wow. So one would be your first. What was the first one?
4: Uh, it was an R&B concert. I think it was um, music.
0: Like M-U-S-I-Q?
4: Raheem, music, Raheem Devon, and... Uh, Leela James, all R&B singers, like uh, Neil Solo. Okay. I
3: think, I think I've think i heard no. of music before. Rashid, do you spell it M-U-S-I-K?
4: No, nah, M-U-S-I-Q. Oh, there we go.
0: Like I said. <laughs> what was the second DC's
4: one? DC's got it. <laughs> the second one was... What was the second one? Um, um, let me think. The second one was uh, Avant. Who else? Man, I forget. <laughs> uh, nothing <laughs> really. Sounds like you
3: had a good yeah, time at these concerts. Nah,
4: nah, check this out. The first one was uh, Raheem Devon and Leela James. The second one was Avant and Music, and it was somebody else there. Okay, so lot of those can't two, can't remember. You know what? I'm, I've been to three concerts. Then the third one was, uh, um, flowetry.
0: Flowetry? Yeah. Like poetry, but flowetry. Yep.
2: Was that like a like a, a free word? free verse? Yeah, spoken word stuff.
4: Nah, but they do have spoken word. Uh, what they do is it's R and B, B infused with uh, spoken word. Okay,
0: that's oh, cool. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So out, know, of the, out of, all of the of those three, what was the best and worst?
4: Um, I would say the best was flowetry. Hmm. And the worst was there wasn't a I enjoyed all of them. Oh, that's but good. Okay. To, uh, the reason why I went is I went with my uh my wife, you know. So we uh you know, it was something that we did together, you know, and it was just about me being uh being with her, you know.
0: That's nice. <laughs> 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 All right, Taltos, how about you?
2: Uh my first show, which I only vaguely remember. I think I was maybe 10, 11 and it was uh it was Alabama and the judds and and I cannot for the life of me remember who the third person boys it might have been. Seriously, <laughs> and it was, you know, my mom and dad and my grandpa and my uncle and my grandma and all them. But the first one I remember was when I was in seventh grade and it was, uh, when Jimmy Page was doing his solo tour with the Outrider tour and he had, uh, um, it was the first time that he performed with John Bonham's son playing drums for him. And that one's awesome because, you know, I grew up listening to Led Zeppelin because mm-hmm. my dad was obsessed with John Bonham as a drummer. And so that was my first concert. And I remember really liking it and just... You know, it was my first rock concert, so it was my first experience like that. And then after that, I just started going as much as I could all the time. Um, God, that's so awesome. So
3: jealous that I got to see him.
2: I know. It was was so good. And And I was just like,
0: wow. So his
3: his son's name is Jason. Yeah. Yeah. John Bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because I know, um, just real quick, I know Jason Bottom, like the Jason Bottom experience. Yeah. I think it's the John Bottom experience, but it's Jason playing. It's a
0: Led Zeppelin experience with Jason Bottom. I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, they're coming with Cheap Trick and... um, uh foreigners headlining oh well, wow. i'm not sure when that is but it's coming up real soon
5: not sure it's when. it's
2: cool too because like not only you know you can you can try to learn a song like somebody mm-hmm. and it, it's it's cool watching him play because he even plays the same way that like his dad played like he's real heavy-handed he's like just slightly behind the count like almost seems lazy but it, it fits mm-hmm. you know it's like he's just he's it was crazy it was He sounds just like his dad. It was nuts. Yeah, that's awesome. But I think uh, so many good concerts I've been to, man. Like, I love Fish. I love The Grateful Dead. I love seeing Primus. Mm. You know, like a bunch of the Lalas blew me away. But I think the two best concerts I've ever been to, just not in terms of maybe how much I loved it, but just how good it was, was maybe about five, six years ago, I went and saw... um, I'd see, I've seen tool a couple times, but it was the only time I've ever seen a perfect circle.
5: Oh, and very nice.
2: it's weird to say this. Cause I never thought you could actually say this, but they're actually better live than their albums. Really? Like they were so tight and perfect. Like it was nuts. It was, and this is such a cheesy thing to say, but it's true. Like, I don't know if you know that song counting bodies like sheep, like it has that real hard, like driving drums in it. Mm-hmm. It almost like they did a, like a, like a 12 minute version of that song. And it was like as cheesy as the sounds. And I know it's, I, I'm, I'm opening myself up to have people make fun of me, but it almost felt like it was like a religious experience. Like it was so good, so loud that like, and everybody in the audience, it was weird. Cause you know, everybody stands up and screams. Everybody was just sitting down. Like they could not believe how good it was. Yeah. It was like so amazing. That was probably the best sounding concert I've ever been to. Um, another one straddles my best and my worst was back when i was in high school i was maybe 16 or 17 it was right after the use your illusion albums came out mm. and i saw uh went and seen guns and roses yes. and guns and roses unfortunately mainly because of axel was the worst the worst not quite as bad as smashing pumpkins but pretty close mm-hmm. but soundgarden was the opening act and they like i didn't get that I could have left after Soundgarden and I would have felt like I got my money worth. I
0: fucking love Soundgarden. They were
2: so good, like they were perfect. And I think that maybe Guns N' Roses might not have been as bad, but just next to uh, you know next to Soundgarden, yeah, next to Soundgarden, it
3: was just like they didn't hold a candle. I've never heard a bad thing about Soundgarden in general.
0: That's yes, really live. My, that's one of my all-time favorite bands for sure. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. fucking love them.
2: Yeah, and 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 then just on a like a personal note, one of the the best concerts I've been to in terms of just being like the greatest experience I ever had was was actually at the State Fair. When I was like 18, 19, something like that. State Fair. It was, well, and here's why. It was Mudhoney, wow. opened for Dinosaur Jr. and oh. Dinosaur Jr. What? opened for Nirvana. <sighs> <sighs> and and they had a thing where, like... at like out, Grunge no, 101 right Yeah, there. and it was, like, yeah. not in the concert, but outside of the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, mm-hmm. just on this little crappy little stage thing. They had a this Battle of the Bands thing, and whoever won got to go. And so, like, three bands got to open for them, you know, but you had to be outside, not inside. And one of my friends was in a band, and they won the show.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, like, I don't know, like a week before... That happened their rhythm guitar player broke his arm and so i got to go be the rhythm guitarist and you know we sucked we were outside it was just people waiting in the hot sun to get in so they weren't there for us by any means but we got to watch the actual show from backstage and meet him oh my god that was awesome and i've i've mellowed on this over the years now that i know what he was going through and it was just like maybe cobain yeah and it was like six eight months before he killed himself but he was a dick (laughs) <laughs> like yeah but i think it was just the drugs you know i don't yeah. think he was a, a really bad guy yeah but i can say that all of the rumors are true that um Courtney's dave grohl oh. dave grohl is the coolest fucking dude like like he's the freaking drummer for nirvana yeah they were like the biggest band in the world at the time we're like goofy idiots that are backstage with the promotion people and there's probably like 50 people backstage and he's like I'm going to get some water. Anybody anybody want a bottle of water and whatever? And you're like, (laughs) not expecting that from like a multimillionaire. Like a normal dude. Yeah. Yeah, He was like such a cool down to earth dude. And he was the one that was like, when they're like about to go on or whatever, he's like, you could watch from, you know, the side if you want. So I get to stand on the side of the stage and like watch Dinosaur Jr. and Mud Honey And I don't even know if it was a good concert. It was just good in my head. Just being there, you know? No, I'm sure it was good. That was awesome. (laughs)
1: Like I'm pretty positive. (laughs) Yeah. And then
2: I got to go with the, you know, but uh, trailer said that the smashing pumpkins they just sucked, it was terrible. It's
1: funny when you mentioned the down to earth people. If you remember a few years ago when we went to see uh Jeffrey Ross, yeah, he has the stand up. We did, I think we did that for my birthday. Oh, really? yeah, I saw him. I love him. Oh, my yeah. god, the and, and, and is, is that the king amazing? of the roast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he uh. He gets done, you know, and he meets and greets the crowd, hangs out the entire like meets every single person in the audience. Really? Huh. He takes pictures with him, and and for whatever weird ass reason, I decided to wear a cowboy hat there. And I remember <laughs> when I uh, like got, took my picture with him and talked to him for a minute. He goes, he goes, you remember when I was uh, roasting some of the people from the crowd? He goes, I had my eye on you the whole entire time. I saw this fucking hat floating back there, and I was gonna just tear your shit up and he's all but then I just didn't do it you know and I'm sitting sort there of thinking oh my god I was going to get roasted by the best
5: Yeah, that and would it, have been amazing
1: and, but I mean but he was like the nicest dude in the world all appreciative of coming to the shows and, and stuff like that but it was like yeah that, that little mini conversation of how I c- was about to be roasted <laughs> that would have been a highlight oh so, yeah. yeah
0: for
3: sure getting roasted by the roast master yeah
0: and alright last but not least we got DC here my first concert, well, I had a first fake concert and a first real concert. First fake concert, I don't know if you guys remember this. I mean, I was in Texas at the time, but there was a band that was touring all the high schools and the middle schools. Mm-hmm. And they were called Free Fair, okay? And they played like the hits at the time. And granted, I was in school in the 80s. So they dressed like hair metal and they played like Dawkins and Crew and all these <laughs> bands and my mom was a school teacher at the time and I saw Free Fair at my school when they came but then my mom being a uh, school teacher I was able to go see her at her school go see Free Fair at her school and they fucking opened up with docking Dream Warriors you know from fucking Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> yeah. and that was a great fucking show I mean it was a fake cover band that toured schools so they couldn't be too offensive or what have you but that was great. But the first real concert I ever went to, bear in mind, guys, I was not allowed to go to concerts in my house. I was not allowed. My stepfather didn't let me go to shows. Mm. And so I grew up in South Texas, Padre Island, you know, spring break, not central, but it was pretty popular for spring break. And my favorite band at the time, Tesla, came out with their first album, Mechanical Resonance. Mm -hmm. No? Yeah, that was their first album. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking cowboy and all that. Uh Uh-huh. And so it was a free show on the fucking beach and it was Tesla and i was just my parents didn't know what was going on not that my mom wouldn't give a fuck but nobody knew i was going to a concert because it was free on the beach so i yeah. fucking went to tesla my favorite band of all time at that time and i got to fucking see them on the beach and i came home a fucking lobster because i didn't put any sunscreen on nothing <laughs> i was fucking in pain you better you like had a, a good week. excuse to why well it was spring break we were at the beach Oh, okay but still it was fucking amazing Best show I've seen is a t- toss-up between Pink Floyd, Division Bell, Kansas City Arrowhead Stadium. Had shitty seats, but I was seeing Pink Floyd, so I didn't really give a fuck. I was oh, yeah. that was more of an experience than just seeing them. Yeah, on stage. you can Playing. hear it. You yeah, know, just I mean, as well. Oh yeah, and all the fucking sets and all the stuff they had. You know, that was amazing. And the other one that goes with my first, or I'm sorry, my best concert was. Queensryche, when they performed Operation Mindcrime. Yeah. Oh, wow. From first song to the end. And I know that band's not really technically around anymore like they were back then. But that was an amazing show because I listened to that album back to back to back to back. I love that fucking album. And to see them perform every single song, you know, perfectly. He changed costumes. There was just all kinds of things going on. It was an amazing show. Mm-hmm. And the worst show I've seen, one of my. Favorite bands of all time is Pantera. I love Pantera. I don't really listen to them much anymore, but a few of their songs really, you know, get me going still. Mm-hmm. Fucking, we go, I believe Typo Negative opened up, which I think is a great band in Beautiful. their own right. They opened for Pantera. Phil Ensemble, you know, lead singer Pantera, they come on. They, you know, Dimebag's still around. You know, it was, it was the good, tight fucking Pantera at their fucking peak. You know, I think it was like, Five minutes alone, and all you know the Far Beyond Driven album, mm-hmm. you know they were just peeking and everybody was loving them. And they, were, I saw them. That was like the fourth time I'd seen them. Anyway, they do like four songs, and then Phil Anselmo sits down like fucking you know crisscross applesauce shit and starts talking to us. We're like, oh, this is kind of cool, but then he tells us he's fucking sick, and he can't go on anymore. And he can't, you know, he can't sing because his throat's calling him and shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Why didn't you just fucking cancel the show? Yeah. Or tell us ahead of time or some shit. God. So we're all like pumped, you know, high, whatever the fuck, ready for this show. And then he's like, well, that's it, guys. And, you know, it's like, what the fuck? I'm sick. Oh, man. You know, like rock stars in the 70s, like Morrison or something, he would have gone on with that fucking show, whether... You know, Seriously, yeah. You know, like he wouldn't have pushed out like that, you know. And it's just like, okay, Dick, I want my, you know, forty bucks back or whatever. <laughs> but that that had to be one of the worst shows, just because it was cut so fucking short. That's disappointing to hear that one of your worst shows, typo negative, was playing at. Yeah, that's it's kind type of redundancy. Of like three or four times, and yeah, I loved them. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we're gonna close up on uh, weird news, which we like to do every episode. So I believe Trailer and Tato's have a, uh, a weird news
1: that they want to share with us. All right, this one's an oldie, but a goodie, I guess. Not, not so good for us that have beards. Um, <laughs> I'm safe on this one. <laughs> but uh, it, it's titled, Bearded Men Have Poop on Their Faces. Um, and I'll nice. just kind of... Okay, well, it starts out with hipster weekend, beards probably. may be dirtier than we ever imagined. And that's why I think that that's the case. The hipster guys... You know, us that have, I've had a beard for a long ass time. And, you know, the hipster guys, they're, it's, I don't know. It, it's annoying. They, I feel they have beards to draw attention to themselves. Yeah. I'm, I, like, I me, have, I'm a lumberjack. I they have made beards
0: more, more mainstream for sure.
1: Yeah. I, I have a beard because, God forbid, somebody look at, my chins that are hidden underneath this facial hair. <laughs> and you're really fucking lazy. And I'm really fucking lazy. Um, so, it was like I was on a hunt one time and didn't shave for a couple of weeks, realized I could grow a thick-ass beard and it's been there ever since. It's beautiful, um, by the way. But back to, thank you. Um, but back to, according to a group of microbiologists in New Mexico, the rancid bacteria that beards collect could be putting owners' health at risk. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they did a swab on some beards. It must have been the hipsters. Uh, that they were finding things, they were finding things that the kind of things that you find in feces. Um, I have a hard time with this article because one, I feel like I'm fairly clean. I know I occasionally might not wipe properly, but, um, I (laughs) don't, the the whole point of the article is that, uh, people grabbing their beards, always hands in it. And I think that that's the whole, if you're not used to a beard, you're always grabbing the damn thing. I wash my hair. I wash my face. I wash my beard. People with long hair or short hair, you know, are you putting shit in your hair when you scratch your head? You know what I mean? And so I think that's the, the point of this article is keep your hands away from your face. And I get that whole germs and washing your hands and everything, but I don't know. I have a hard time. I, I think that my beard is clean enough that you could eat spaghetti out of it. Uh, so.
0: And you
2: probably have. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I've seen that video where the guy eats ramen out of his beard. <laughs> it's fucking amazing.
5: What? Yeah, he like
0: he like folds up the end of the beard and holds it, and then he puts ramen in it and eats out of it. Wow. <laughs> All right, tell what do you got?
2: All right, I'm gonna go with uh, the funnier of the two here, uh, and this is new, uh, April fourth, or excuse me, April second. Wow. Paul Perry Jr., 39 sound asleep behind the wheel of his car with the motor running at 6 a.m. on April 2nd, was in no position to talk his way out of a DUI ticket. But he did offer a gentle challenge to the Youngstown, Ohio, police officer. Several times, according to the police report, Perry offered to thumb wrestle the officer to get out of the ticket. From the report, quote, Perry was advised officers would not thumb wrestle him. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure in his drunken stupor, that seemed like a good idea but
3: hey maybe he was just sober and tired you know and, yeah and was very into thumb wrestling hey man
2: how about with thumb wrestle you for this if I, I win can imagine I just drive on home
3: <laughs> if I was the cop I would have I would have taken his bet you know I'm confident in my
1: thumb skills <laughs> turn, turn off the the body cam and just thumb wrestle like, the shit out of it <laughs> all right this shit's off let's go now I don't know where that thumb's
0: been though in his beard in, his yeah, beard. So in <laughs> a, <in laughs> a poop filled beard <laughs> Definitely not thumb wrestling. (laughs)
5: Yeah. (laughs) All
0: right, gentlemen. I appreciate you all being here. Yep, yep. Cheat, you being here uh, technically with us. Nice job. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap up episode two here. I just want to remind you, this is brought to you by MonsterRocketMedia.com. We are on all your major platforms. Stitcher, iTunes, Podcast Addict, The other one I'm forgetting. Fuck. SoundCloud. Yeah. And YouTube. I'm getting up a YouTube channel. So please look for us on iTunes. Look for us out there. Check us out. Rate it. Review it. Subscribe. We don't give a fuck. I mean, we give a fuck what you have to say. But just be honest. Whatever you want to say, we're up for the criticism. You know, whatever you guys need to say about us, let us know. But appreciate you listening to episode two of Bearded Weird. I almost fucking forgot the name of the show. Anyway. We will see you guys next time. Appreciate y'all being here.
4: That's yes, it. All right, thanks, guys. All right. Adios. Thanks boys. a lot, guys. Checking out. Later.